produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a big plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. A team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes... Another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's actually a point one because it's our picks of the week, but we're also going to talk a little Avengers Endgame. Um, but you know, tonight as we're recording has caused us to rework how we're releasing shows. And I'm just going to say the show you heard on Sorcerer Radio, the show that this point one is attached to, we recorded last week with Harry Locke. And a lot of fun, a, lot, a great time with him. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Um, and I, I don't want that to be overshadowed, but we also just recorded t- tonight as we're recording this. For us, it's a historic show. For I mean, There was a lot of revelation with it. We could almost go back and do commentary on our own podcast up issue. With this one. Um, that show will be coming out the week of Christmas. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm going to drop it early. It's not going to release on the Sunday after Christmas. I'm probably going to release it the Wednesday after Christmas because it's just that fantastic. And I say that because it's the cast and the director from Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four. And we, we cannot wait for you guys to hear it. So I hope you enjoyed the interview with Harry. It was a fun time. It was a great time. But shortly after we had that interview, because um, we talked about we were going to talk about the trailer for the new Avengers film. Trailer dropped the next day like we kind of expected it to. Um, the trailer that did not drop was Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Because they're, they're trying to give Endgame a little room to breathe. So y'all's initial thoughts on Endgame. Oh my gosh. That was Endgame was it was intense. There, there's no word. It, it, yeah, intense. Yeah, intense. Uh, Eric, I think you said uh, you, you got some dust in your eye when oh, you saw excuse it. me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Somebody was chopping onions right behind me in my office. I'm sure of it. Gotcha. Those darn yeah. onion cutting ninjas. Uh, no, uh-huh. it, it had the intensity that I expected it to have. Right. Because Infinity War left on such a, a, uh, a heavy note. Yes. Now, granted, those of us who had read the Infinity Gauntlet miniseries, mm-hmm. we knew this was coming, yep. and we and we were sitting back like Hades, just going, "You know, relax. It's only halftime." But the the trailer picks up pretty much right where Infinity War left off in yeah. terms of tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the the whole part about Tony being, you know, we we ran out of food four days ago, and we're about to lose oxygen, and and so on and so forth. Uh, I, I get that. I do not believe for a minute that that's going to end that like like that. Oh no! no, no I mean, we no. we know we know Tony Stark is going to be picked up by somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it going to be? Is it going to be Captain Marvel? Is it going to be Rocket? Is it going to be some remnant from the Nova Corps? Or it could be somebody in the armor. Yeah, uh, here. Yeah. You mean uh, a rescue? Maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, we 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 have seen a leak of Gwyneth Paltrow in an iron suit. Yeah. So, well, how, how about this in the trailer? I mean, we do see a brief glimpse of Thanos. Um, but we also see, too, he's not actually on Titan. He's actually most likely in the Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you also get a much better look at his armor on the Scarecrow. Yes. Yeah. And there's just a part of me that when I saw that, I just started wanting to singing, Farmer Thanos had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, back on Earth, we see Cap and Widow at the Avengers base. Um so, I mean, it looks abandoned, but notice, too, Cap has no beard. Cap has no beard, and he is back to his winter soldier suit. It's so, Cap is about to go to work. So could this be proof that there may be a time gap between Infinity War and Avengers 4? Well, there's certainly the presence of a razor. It's true. It's true. <laughs> now, here, here. I mean, I, I'm not trying to... Okay, yes, I am trying to be facetious, but... At, I think it's a little bit of a stretch to say there's a time gap when just a quick shower and a change of clothes will do. Right. Right. And, and then what about Peggy's photo? Okay. In the compass. That is when the ninjas decided to chop the onions behind me. Mm. Because that, it, just like the Red Skull cameo, was mm-hmm. a throwback all the way to the first Avenger. Yes. So was that. That was the last time that we saw it. The last time that we saw that compass with her picture, it was on the dashboard of that bomber that Steve was plunging into the Atlantic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know the the emotional connection he has to Peggy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's also been the countless talk of time travel in this movie, especially since we're getting Captain Marvel and the whole quantum mm-hmm. quantum realm mm-hmm. playing. Right. They maybe go back in time. I know. You know, Haley Atwell's been denying she's in the movie. But well, Michelle Pfeiffer is listed on the IMDb page as part of the cast. Well, so so here, well, we know. here's my question. Mm-hmm. Could the mystery of who um, who's the father of Sharon of Peggy Carter's kid still be cap from this time travel? OK, we never get anything about that in the movie or in the movies. No, and the TV we shows. All we all we hear is Peggy's interview, her recorded interview says the man who would be my husband. No, she said the man who who would wind up being my husband was rescued by Steve. Right. So I've got got Shannon. 
I got Sharon Carter. I just mixed up that relationship. That's her niece, not her. Yeah, Sharon right. Carter's her niece, and I'm just I'm trying to think where were you getting a daughter from? Because I don't know. Maybe maybe I just missed it. But I don't know. I know. I was like I was like yeah, I was like did I miss something? I didn't. Yeah. No, I I'm, think I'm there still is in shell shock. Time travel. I think there's definitely potential for the time travel, and I think we've seen we've seen the the concept art for the toys. Yeah. It, where the characters are wearing some sort of of uniform that looks like a quantum suit. Yeah. A quantum mm-hmm. zone suit. Yep. So, and plus at the very end of the trailer, we have Scott Lang showing up at the front door to the Avengers mansion, uh, right. not the Aven- mansion, but the compound. Well, that, that's at the end. Before that though, um, somebody's back and they appear pissed. So I wonder, Ronan. I, I wonder if a uh, family got snapped because Hawkeye, Hawkeye is back as Ronan now. Yeah. And, and this is, this is killer. probably the most, awesome reveal since we saw Coulson walk around the corner says welcome to level 7 yes yeah yeah. I, I mean, you know, I there were rumors that we were going to get Ronan. I, I didn't want to get that happy. I, I didn't want to because that would have been such a huge letdown. But because I, I love Ronan. I, I love Clint Barton as Ronan. I just do. So yeah. this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And this, I think it makes him, it, it brings him up to speed because we saw him as an archer. We saw him as Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's a gimmicky thing, but I feel think this yeah. him is Ronan makes him more I don't want to say MCU friendly but MCU appropriate I guess right yes yeah. Well, and then this trailer brings us something else. We see both a glimpse of Hulk and Thor, uh, and we see, more importantly, that Bruce is staring at a hologram of Shiri. It seems that she may have been a victim of the snap as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if this is being used as a curveball, considering Angela Bassett um, has said that she and Shiri survived the snap. Okay, are we sure that the image that he's looking at is indicating that she has she has disappeared? No. Okay. No. So for all we know, he could be on a conference call with her. Probably getting a laydown of who's gone on their end. Right. Um, now we've talked about the only surviving members so far of most of the heroes are the original Avengers characters or Avengers right. team. Plus Rocket, plus Nebula. Mm-hmm. Well, as we find out at the end of Ant-Man and Wasp, Scott was in the quantum realm when the snap occurred. So kind of protecting him from it. Right. So he's the only newer Avenger that's still alive. And all of a sudden he shows up at the compound. And everyone's like, is that who we think it is? Because we see on a vid screen, Scott Lang missing. Mm-hmm. Now all mm-hmm. of a sudden he shows up. It's like, I wasn't missing. I was just really tiny. <laughs> tiny bubbles. <laughs> so yeah um, you know speaking of we don't see rocket no we don't no. Well, we, we don't s- see nebula no but we know they survived because we see them in affinity war after the snap right right now of course the name of the film is Endgame, uh and we were told we have heard it in in one of the mu films well just so happened it came out of infinity war as a as a doctor strange has made the line of um we're in the end game now yep mm-hmm. so um so yeah and the movie's coming a week earlier april april 26th 
Well, that's good because I don't think I would have been able to hold out to the to the actual week. No, no. And I, I think it would have been odd having Avengers Endgame release on uh, on on Star Wars Day, May the Fourth. <laughs> well, that would tie in with Tony's holographic message. It's like, you know, help me, Pepper Potts. You're my only hope. Pretty yep. much, yeah. Yep. So, um, since I think Kylan's got the MU pick this week, uh, why don't we go ahead and jump into our picks of the week and. Kylan, start us off. All right, let's go with my number one pick, which is a number one. Uh, Defenders, best defense, number one, uh, brought to us by Al Ewing, Joe Bennett, and Ron Garney. The best defense finale, the Los Atlanteans. Hold on. Okay. Right. There you go. The Lost Atlanteans, The Train, The Bedsheet Man, Dead Steve, The Stock Exchange of Souls. Trust us, it all makes sense. In fact, it makes enough sense to destroy the our entire solar system, unless four very different heroes can come together to stop it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, uh, why don't you go next? Okay, my first pick of the week. I'm kind of going into a thematic one, basically. Based on uh, the interview we just recorded, uh, my first pick of the week is True Believers Fantastic Four Frightful Four Number One. Now, this is reprinting Fantastic Four Number Thirty Six from. I've got to pull. Up, I've got to pull up two different websites, web pages for each one of these because, well, the True Believers uh, does not mention anything about what happens in the original Fantastic Four issue, but unfortunately. My computer has hit that age limit to where it's kind of like, I don't want to open up another page. <laughs> it hurts. So we're just going to leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> Four, number 36. Well, my first pick of the week is from guest Ethan Sachs. And, of course, his artist, Marco Chiquetto. It's Old Man Hawkeye, number 12. Can't believe we're at the end already. Um, beyond sight, Hawkeye reaches the end of his quest as his sight fails him for good. The final showdown and Hawkeye's last grasp for redemption, it's all here in the dramatic conclusion to 2018's breakout hit Maxi... Er, 2018's breakout hit maxi series which speaking of which uh next week's gonna be our uh non-awards uh, true. so uh kylan your second pick of the week my second pick of the week is marvel knights 20th number four of six by vita ayala joshua kasara jeff shaw and donny case what has changed the world around them who has taken their memories of who they were and why and why are they all haunted by the same ghost only one man can find the answer a man who once ruled a nation but even with no homeland no fortune and no weapons t'challa is still the most dangerous man alive okay so eric back to you we are playing the waiting game Ah, tell you what, I'll go ahead and jump. Okay. And I'll let you catch up. Uh, My second pick of the week is Star Wars Darth Vader number 25 by Charles Soule, Giuseppe... Kamakoli, El Elia Bonetti, Fortress Vader finale. The fortress is complete. The door will be open. Vader finds everything he has ever desired. I'm adding this part. He found tacos. Training tacos <laughs> from out of the sky. The tacos. The Dark no Lord. No need to ask why. The Dark Lord gets everything 
he deserves. Womp womp. Okay, my second pick of the week is True Believers Fantastic Four Claw number one. Reprinting Fantastic Four number 53. Okay, Kylan. My uh, number three pick is Killmonger number two of five uh, by Brian Edward Hill, Juan Ferreira, and yeah, and those two. Uh, can't kill the king. All he wants is Ulysses Claw, but to get his revenge, Eric Killmonger will have to take a job from the deadliest man in New York City, Wilson Fisk, the kingpin of crime. Four targets, four assassins. Assuming, that is, that Eric can trust his newfound teammates. Okay. Eric, your third pick of the week. My third pick, and now for something completely different, True Believers Fantastic Four, Ronan and Cree, number one. Reprinting Fantastic Four, number 65. Okay. Well, my third pick of the week is West Coast Avengers, number six, from Kelly Thompson, Danielle DiNiculo, and Stephanie Casilli. The City of Evils continues. Sometimes saving the day, including saving yourself so you can live long enough to deal with the next crisis and as a slew of villains band together to destroy the West Coast Avengers our heroes will have to do just that. Hope you survived the LA experience. Yes, we brought an X-Man on board so we can legally say that so we can fire Quentin yet. So can we fire Quentin yet? Um, mm-hmm. What house of horrors awaits the West Coast Avengers? What familiar face is going to throw a wrench in Kate Bishop's less than well-oiled team? So, uh, Kylan, your fourth my, pick my of the week. And, yes, that's right. I said fourth pick. pick. Sorry. Yes, four, y'all. This is this is this is a bogo deal. Buy three, get one free. There you go. Uh, my final pick is Infinity Wars: Fallen Guardian number one. Uh, this is by J- Gary. No, sorry, Jerry Duggan, Andy McDonald, and R. B. Silva. In the stunning climax of Infinity Wars, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy makes the ultimate sacrifice. Look back at the life of a fallen guardian and at the empty space they leave behind and what's left of the universe. Okay. Eric, your fourth and final pick of the week. My fourth and final pick of the week is yet another True Believers Fantastic Four. Is True Believers Fantastic Four Blastar number one, which is reprinting Fantastic Four number 62. All right. Well, my final pick of the week is from Jason Latour. Seasons Beatings number Number one. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year, and certainly the most eventful, as this cast of Marvel heroes soon find out as they engage in wacky hijinks to save the holiday season. <laughs> so, Kylan, over to you for the MU pick. Okay, so <clears throat> I actually, for some reason, this one title just jumped out at me, and oddly enough, it's not it's not, it's not Fantastic Four related, but it's just kind of jumped out at me. It's uh, Punisher Black Widow spinning Doomsday Web from 1992. So Frank Castle, the scourge of the underworld known as the Punisher, must team up with super spy the Black Widow to stop a madman from unleashing Armageddon on the world. Uh, the uh, writer is Dan Chichester. Um, the inker is Mark Farmer. Uh, and the penciler is Larry Stroman. Okay. And this was Larry actually- Stroman. I remember him. He was, yeah, now this was a book that was from December 1992. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, that, that name right. stuck out for me. Yeah, so. He did. 
did uh, work with, um, let's see, Johnson and Strowman worked on X Factor. Yes. 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 So there you go. Read up and enjoy. Awesome. Well, guys, any final thoughts? (sighs) I know we could go deep on that. I'm sure that I'm sure that I've got plenty of thoughts that are going to keep me up way past my bedtime. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know what? I just want to say you're listening to this. Catch our Fantastic Four interview. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be this is one through the one for the ages. Well, also to go back and take a listen again to our Harry Locke interview as well. Just some great insight for behind the scenes on a couple of our favorite movies from the MCU. Well, from the Marvel franchises. Yeah. And plus, hey, I finally get to talk to another colorist. Yeah, that's true. Yes, you did. Maybe not the same media, but another colorist. Well, we both have similar mindsets. There you go. When it comes to color. And and your your crayons are the same, too. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. So, well, on that note, gentlemen. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Just time to go dark. So y'all can't think of anything else to say over the end music either, can you? No, that's why I went with the shorter one. No, I was like, "Ah, I can't think of anything. No.